What the? What was that? Rolling? Do you need me to record on my end? I'd love it. I'm happy with every backup recording we can possibly oh, make. Record everybody or just me? Uh, I'm doing the Zoom recording right now, but if you have like a third-party software, hit roll it. Uh, I can do that. Give me one, two seconds here. I'm recording. Great. I'm record. You recording all of it? No. Just your voice? <laughs> yeah, I'm recording my that voice on help Audacity. If I'm recording everything. Why would you be recording everything? Well, I'm they just asked Audacity. me to record everything. You I can't believe they're doing banter no, right didn't now. Didn't ask you to record everything, did he? I fucking swear to God, you weren't paying attention because well, you were probably what, on it or whatever that website is that you uh, that I asked my daughter to follow you on to spy on you so I could goof on you. <laughs> oh, be real? How, yeah. how would how would uh, yeah? Gwen can follow me. I'll follow Gwen on Be Real. Actually, you guys can be in my Be Real right now. Sam uh, still started oh a website. Yeah, is this the uh, Doctor Dumb social media site? You'll be hearing from yeah. my lawyer. Good evening from Los Angeles. I am Holiday Kirk, and you are listening to the New Metal Agenda. With me today, I've got my co-hosts, Double Z. What's up? Grant. What is up? Wolf. Hello. Joining us, whoa. Now, there's celebrity guests, and then there are celebrity guests. Holy shit. The POD cast in the building, fellas. Welcome to Hello. the show. Hello. We're the, we were the, we're the first celebrity. You're like no, there's celebrities. No, Sonny celebrities. Kiss. We're, the gonna, we're the first yeah, kind. I was gonna say Sonny <laughs> Kiss is a celebrity to me that I kind of wish we could get on our podcast, but whatever, you know. Guys, it's great to have you here. We got John, we got Brian. Uh, this is definitely crazy for me. I was listening to the POD cast well in advance of having when this was a twinkle in my little eye. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Same here. Since episode one. Oh, really? Well, Since episode one? Yeah. Episode one list. Wow. Right. That's very nice. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I used to you. I used to listen. I used to listen to the POD cast in my kitchen and yell at the speaker when they'd get stuff wrong. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, hybrid theory is 12 platinum. It's 12. How do you not know this? So I don't care gone. enough. I just don't yeah. care enough. That's I know. The, yeah, that's really the answer. <laughs> I know. Super pathetic. I, I was down horrendous. That's that's one of those things where it's like uh it's painful i think for people that really know their shit to listen to our show because we're just like that's eh, something like that you know uh, <laughs> i would also like to say though because i know it sounds pathetic it was during the pandemic so like you guys were kind of my only friends for a little while there <laughs> thank you well john was really one of my only friends at that time <laughs> yeah exactly it's kind of i was basically talking to brian and talking to stefan uh like every week and then that was that, those are my and my well i guess my wife as well um but oh, that's miserable though <laughs> mine's out for the night you know what i'm saying i guess i just wanted to ask you guys about this weird sort of growing phenomenon of being new metal cultural ambassadors in an era in which in an era that. in which that we are not getting... that just just check the new metal reddit they'll tell you exactly how much of ambassadors we are <laughs> Do they come they for you guys hate, they fucking hate us over there really john you are not going to trick me into going on the reddit <laughs> yeah not going to not going down there wait what do they I say going there probably just that we don't talk about new metal enough yeah. which by the way i think as far as a podcast goes that talks about something specific we're right there in the sweet spot of well not really in the sweet spot i mean sometimes i'll talk for 25 minutes about a cock or something like that but then most <laughs> of the time we are actually talking about new metal 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That's frustrating to me. Oh, great. Now it's like, uh, this is like one guy told me that Shocktober was stupid, and I thought about it for three weeks. A thing that has made me so much money. <laughs> someone on someone someone on Twitter once called me a grifter, and I've never not been angry about it. I'm like, I'm That's like, yeah, I'm I mean, a fucking grifter. I'm doing a terrible job at grifting. A bunch of that person's followers started sending you death threats too. Well, it was I had posted a song by Admiral Angry, which is a gent sort of band that put out one album and split up like eight years ago that did never came out on a major label or anything. And I'm like, this is how I'm a grifter. This is not grifting. I could post System of a Down and Limp Bizkit all day long if I wanted to try and grift. Give me a fucking fuck the fuck off. Jeez. Well, it's also like you can't if you're a true grifter. You're not like, oh, geez, how am I going to con people out of money? I know talking about <laughs> new metal in the year 2023. Well, that's, that's going to be going to make all my money. Dude, that's funny you say that, though, because this is becoming the big money industry. Like <laughs> it, it absolutely is. So I'm so when Sick New World happened, that was the first thing to be like, like, oh, shit. OK. And then they announced that fucking. Did you see that sugar new metal yeah, party? The- Com- your co- your new competition is what that is. Pistol. I, well, dude, I was so caught off guard by that because I knew that would happen. I was like, any day now, yeah. they'll do a corporate new metal the, night. They announced it in the two weeks leading up to your new metal night, though. No, the shit that killed me was that they announced it with a they announced it with a nationwide tour and full court press blitz advertising spent out the ass. I was like, I was like, whoa, okay, well, the official we NotFest social media feeds are advertising it. You want to know something crazy? Did you see what I had said? I'm meeting with NotFest on Wednesday. So, Wait, what? Holy didn't shit, see dude. that? Yeah. No. NotFest reached out to me. They're like, they're like, hey, we're interested in a collaboration. Is that something you'd be down with? And I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe. Just get money from them. Okay. That every uh-huh. they do that. They'll come for you and be like, oh, yeah, this is really fresh what you're doing. And then just be like, how about $50 a month? <laughs> I wrote, you, I wrote, man. I wrote two lists for two big publications and each publication paid me a hundred bucks. And I was like, okay, done with writing. I was like, I'm fucking out on writing. That's about what you get paid. Like, unless you, I mean, I've done a lot of freelance writing and unless it's like a, unless it's a really big publication, it's not. And even then, like Stefan and I wrote something for the Atlantic and it was more than a hundred, but it wasn't like a ton more than a hundred. Ooh, mama. Wolf and I, we wrote for a death metal publication. We reviewed records for, I did it for six, seven years. He's still doing it. I've made nothing. So yeah, zero. I mean, one of those things, I mean, a death metal publication probably isn't bringing in a ton of money. I would, I would guess. I don't know. Is it a big one? Is it like a big one? It was for a little while. They were definitely making ad money. I mean, they kept the lights on. Right. Yeah. And kept your lights on. No, I didn't. No, they didn't help. (laughs) I I mean, I'll tell you. I, like as soon as you make even one dollar, somebody will definitely call you a grifter, no matter what. That's also you true do, for sure. Too, which like, is why we're matter. starting a right wing uh, new metal theme coffee. It's time that's to you, it, we're exactly. pivoting that's hard. What you gotta yeah. do. You gotta be if you want to make money. It's gotta be right wing. Like you somehow gotta do all the right wing new metal shit, and then <laughs> then you can get paid. Didn't you Tim do. Pool just start a right-wing new metal band or some shit? Do, if I'm right, am I, I crazy? Didn't so. he just? I do think that? he's in like a punk. I think he thinks he's well, in like a, a punk band, like a pop punk kind of thing. Yeah, because that's I way better. To it. So I want to get. I want to know though. How did the POD cast start? How did you guys actually first kick it off? Come up with the idea and make it happen? 
John uh, came up with the idea all by himself, <laughs> all by his John. lonesome. And well, then he was like, he was like, there could be, you know, a. Twenty to thirty people that would listen to that, and I was like, you know what? I could, I could use another twenty to thirty people listening to me. And now you have touched the lives of millions. Uh, it's not millions. <laughs> yeah, I've I've said this in the past, but like uh, in my mind, the only way that my self esteem works is that like everything I've ever done. The very first day I've thought 200, I was like, I would love it if 200 people listened. And in my mind still, when I think about what I do, 200 people listen. Like it, it doesn't even, I, there will be no proof. I'll be on fucking the Grammys or something, given the new metal award. And I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> you? Buy 200 people. Oh, giving it, it to me. <laughs> it Ryan, I'll send best. you, I'll send you some number. I'll send you the numbers of how many people actually listen to the show. It's crazy. Um, it's more than 200. Uh, oh, but, well, I don't want to yeah. see it then. <laughs> I want to feel like a failure. I won't work hard. <laughs> we, uh, well, I, yeah, I mean, I'd hate to see what you working hard looks like, but the, um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, I'm working real hard these days. I I'm know you are doing stuff I know. on my own. And you're crushing it. Um, yeah, I'm we, Brian it. came you. on, uh, Brian came on Blocked Party. Um, which is my long running comedy podcast with Stefan Heck. And and I didn't actually, I wasn't super familiar with Brian. I knew that he was a co-host of street fight radio, but I had never really listened to the show. I didn't really, you know, I didn't really know of Brian. It was uh, my co-host Stefan who knew Brian. And then he came on the show and uh, we just basically like hijacked the show. Like if you listen to that episode of blocked party, it is kind of like the first episode of the POD cast because Brian just got talking about new metal and then we just started talking about it. And I had always had this idea in the back of my mind because I came up with the name way before. Like I thought it was very funny that it would be very funny to call something the POD cast uh, and like a Something new metal playing? podcast. Sorry. No, I don't think so. Sorry. Jesus, Brian. Jesus, anyway. Brian. So yeah, so that was basically uh, that was basically how it happened. Is Brian came on the show? I, I loved him. I thought he was so funny, and we just vibed talking about new metal. And I thought he was a perfect partner to ever do a new metal podcast with because we're so different, obviously as people, but then also different experiences. Like Brian's seven years older than me, so he lived through new metal. He saw Corn play for a hundred people. He was at Woodstock '99, whatever. And I am like the. I guess, sort of typical new metal fan where I was 13 when Follow the Leader came out. I learned about Corn from Much Music, which is Canada's version of MTV. I was just like a suburban white kid that got really into angry music. And so I knew we were coming at it from different perspectives. I loved the way Brian talked about it. And so, yeah, I just said to him, and we were both so busy with our own podcast. I was like, look, I just have this vision. It'll be once a month. We'll just get together, talk about new metal. It'll be fun. Maybe if it goes okay, we'll start a Patreon. But if it doesn't, that's fine. We can just do it once a month or we can just stop doing it if it sucks or people don't like it. Um, and then, yeah, the download numbers were pretty crazy, like right out of the gate. And I was sort of like, yeah, we should start a Patreon. We started one like two months after the show started. And then, yeah, now we're like three and a half years in. So that was kind of, it honestly just started as a excuse to talk to Brian or anybody about new metal. Cause it was just like something I had a lot of knowledge about. And I just didn't know anybody that knew as much about it as me. And I don't actually think, you know, now that I know you guys and, and other people that I've seen online, there are a lot of people who know way more about new metal than me, but just as like a regular guy in the universe 
I was like, I know so much about new metal and everybody laughs at it and they hate it. And, and Brian actually had, you know, respect for it and could talk about it with me at the same level or above. So, um, yeah, so that was how it all started. Now I want to tell you what just happened when I cut John off. <laughs> I really don't give a fuck. So what you I wanted to say, to song just started playing on my computer for some reason, your autoplay creed. No, no, an E-Town Concrete, an E-town song, concrete song just started playing, and I thought you guys were playing it. Yeah, I thought you guys were playing it, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I guess sometimes Spotify just turns on and plays an E-Town Concrete song. <laughs> it's part of a new AI promotion that that guy's running to to boost his, to juice his numbers. I don't think, this, so what's funny is that I kind of owe you guys everything. I know that that sounds weird, but... When I was really trying hard to make my way in like this new metal stuff two years ago or so, I didn't realize other people, I couldn't find other people on Twitter that cared about new metal until I found yours and Brian's accounts. I used to go on Brian's account and follow everyone that would interact with his new metal tweets. I would, un <laughs> I would follow everyone. And then three days later, I would unfollow everyone that didn't follow me back. I would you do this. Man, you've got a stalker I would do this. Con no, dude, because it worked. Like <laughs> I kept doing this. And pared it down. Stalkers. And pared it down until I found out, like it's until I could fans, right? build up new metal Twitter. And I also remember, like every, I would remember, like every time they would engage with one of my tweets, I'd be like, okay, Brian fave that one. That was a good tweet. <laughs> yeah. Like I, <laughs> I had made this meme. I had made this meme about like new metal Reddit and indie heads Reddit, and I sent it to Brian, and Brian retweeted it, and he blew it the fuck up. And then I got a rush of followers in that way. So I almost owe the guy residuals on the no money I'm making. Nah, so. you don't. <laughs> Nobody owes me anything out there. I, I mean, it. I also get credit. Good, because we don't have it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I also for get sure. credit for inventing. There are people that will say I invented leftist podcasting. And I'm like, I mean, I that would mean that I, I invented that. podcasting. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, like I'm sure the second you were able to podcast there were several leftist podcasts i think this is more impressive actually to me that's like we take this thing that is like defunct we didn't we did have con conversations very early on that that i'm good at seeing things coming and i think both me and john believe that like there's going to be a reappraisal of new metal and that uh it was going to people are going to finally say like it's good because that's how shit happens like i've seen it happen so many times you know you're starting to the emo is 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 really getting close to reappraisal because it's the next thing after new metal yeah wait yeah, what, what? no 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 the emo reappraisal happened already Screamo, I'm sorry, I, I was saying Screamo. Screamo's new metal, though. But I, uh, um, he's like not even gonna bother. With that. <laughs> but it was, it. I mean, you know, that was the music of my. I bought the first Corn album in 1994, and uh, which is like right. I, somehow, my brother went to a concert and saw, um, saw a uh, Corn, Marilyn Manson, and Danzig was was the show and he came home and my brother was not going to go to work he, he did not like having a job but I, I was like i'm gonna go get a fucking job i got a job i got my first paycheck from mcdonald's and uh me and my brother were like let's go to the record store 
well, it's actually Media Play, which is a huge, was a gigantic record store. And uh, we're walking around and my brother's broke, but he had just seen corn and couldn't stop fucking thinking about corn. And I saw what they Damn. looked like. He just like me for real. <laughs> I saw what they looked like. And they like there's never been a more perfect music for me because I, I grew up in 90 like in 90 when i was a kid i was into rap like i wouldn't listen to anything with guitars for a very long time but then you know i think when i was 15 or something like that i got into sort of grunge and that kind of stuff but it never felt heavy enough for me and then that's when i heard corn and they like had the aesthetic that like a guy that's really into rap that also just got into metal and that was like that was the only album for like three years was uh just that first corn album you weren't able to find anything else so like not uh, even adrenaline uh i did find that pretty quickly but honestly back then uh i <sighs> adrenaline is probably my favorite deftones album like now but um at the time they were just kind of like not even close to on the same level as corn for me but then when around the fur came out i liked them more like that album just fucking changed everything for me and you know limp biscuit i think came out a couple years later like i caught all these bands super early just out of luck you and know, is that I, is that when you decided you should do a new metal podcast yeah that's when i started thinking i was right like then. you know one day if there's a podcast being invented i'll do that what if yeah. i could get rich talking about this <laughs> rich yeah oh, i, I mean it definitely like i i think for sure one thing i've noticed which is sort of what brian mentioned is it felt like in the early days of the pod cast we had to like convince people it was a good idea like it it felt like you know we had to be like yeah no this is good actually like new metal is good this podcast is good you know like it felt like if i was explaining it to other people who were like maybe fans of blocked party or whatever it was like no no like this this music is good and like there's more here than you think there is because you just like made fun of limp biscuit forever or whatever and then now it doesn't feel like we have to explain it as much for whatever reason like it does feel like it's got that sort of uh you know that vibe check in the mainstream or whatever it is but yeah it doesn't feel like you, we have to make excuses for having a new metal podcast anymore because of I me i i remember like when i yes, realized you. when i realized that this that new metal not even like new metal like was gonna be critically reappraised or whatever when i realized that new metal was great just like when i realized like wow there's so much good fucking new metal here it also came with like the realization that the space was vacated property at the time you know like two years ago nobody was talking about this shit nobody was yeah. writing about it just this roach shit. coach it was austin roach yeah. coach yeah yeah and then we we but like in in that world too it's like every having a scene makes it better for every single person in the scene so i'm just like start a fucking new metal podcast then people will find out that there are more of them and they might listen to ours yeah totally i mean that was our main thing is like when i started it i said to brian i was like i don't want to do it if there's already like a huge new metal podcast because i just never even thought about like oh i'm gonna look i'm gonna look for it and then Roach Coach, I think when we started, they were like 80 or 90 episodes in maybe. 
And I, I listened to their show and it was very much focused on the songs. It was like a lot of like, okay, we're going to play every song. We're going to play clips of the song, talk about every song. And I was like, this is really good. And Brian and I are not going to be doing anything like that at all. We are going to be, in fact, we're going to probably try to miss the point uh, of the album completely if we can help it. So, so yeah, so that was where I felt like, okay, they, they are doing a great show, but we're never going to be like copying their show. There's room for another version of this. And then, yeah, as Brian said, I think, you know, the, the there's others that have built up, you know, or that have come around in the time since we uh, have started and Roach Coach, like, um, you know, Life is Peachy and New Breed and uh, other ones like that, where, yeah, it's like, and, and obviously yours, of course, the, the podcast we're currently on. But it's like, yeah, I think, as Brian said, it, it's fun to think about being involved in the early days of the scene, I guess, quote unquote scene. Yeah. Uh, and it's very fun to see, like, how it's all building up now. And I, and I think, too... Roach Coach from the start were always very good to us. Y you know, I think they could have been not like dicks, but they could have just been like, oh, the, you know, these guys are doing the same thing we're doing. And because Brian and I already had a big platform, you know, we were doing well and, and they could have easily been weird about that. And, you know, we had them guest on the show pretty early on. And, uh, you know, they were Lauren and Matt and Jenny were, were so kind to us and and just were like, yeah, come on in. Like, let's do this. And I think that that was that was really cool too because i think you know having been in in the comedy scene and the comedy podcast scene not everybody is like that and they could have easily just been like fuck you guys what are you trying to do here we're we're the only one that should be doing this and so so yeah i think that's been a fun part of it too for sure i appreciate you passing that gratitude on to us for sure it's nice to not for you guys not to be like man fuck these guys oh here these oh, guys never come. no yeah no throwing never. fucking I mean up our polls Paying, pay, okay, paying that was us. mean. That was mean for a few times. You know what? I got to cut. So first of all, what we're referring to is when they did a poll on what album to cover the next month, and I wanted them to cover "The War of Art" by American Head Charge. So I sunk considerable time, effort, and resources into putting that album in the number one spot, and it won. Second of oh, all, yeah. I will never not be angry about you telling me that I rigged that poll. I worked for that shit. I do nothing well, else with my time. It, right? You rigged it, and then we got our revenge because we <laughs> shit on the album. <laughs> no, no. We already talked about this. You guys were super fair toward the album, but I didn't rig it. I campaigned for it, and this is what I'm going to my grave with is this one. I'll be mad about this forever. But one, Kirk, that would be the first album we were ever fair to. So, I don't think we were fair. You were fair to it. You both were like, we like these things and we hate all this. You weren't just we like, fuck bad. this album. No, you, I felt you, bad. I felt bad. I didn't want you to be mad at me for saying it sucks. I don't even think I said it sucked. I just no, didn't like it. We didn't, we didn't say it sucked. I remember you talking about the singer and you went, waste of a fucking band on this guy. And that hurt me physically i had to actually I, I, go cry is it because shower. he sings i actually just explained this on uh a recent one of our bonus episodes about like there is this type of singing that like a lot of new metal guys do that i don't like it like you don't and, like butt rock voice well and the it's not even just that it's that it's like kind of almost like a choral voice in a way like um 
Fear Factory does it all the time. That's why my favorite Fear Factory song is Edge Crusher, because it's a song where he doesn't That's do true. It. He doesn't sing. Yeah, he doesn't do the clean vocal thing. I think I feel like people always really like what well, Bert. Who's the Fear Factory guy's name? Burton C. Burton Bell. Burton fucking people fucking Bert, I said people. People fucking love his cleans. I always thought he did incredibly good cleans. I just don't like that. I it, it, there's I don't know. I like I explained this before that like I don't listen to a lot of hardcore because I like songs that have like a groove and a swing. Like that that's like my kind of shit like when you look at like even my favorite song off that that corn or one of my favorite songs off that first corn album is Helmet in the Bush and one of my least favorite songs is Divine. And it's just because like divine has this like really fast drum and i don't like that shit i like <laughs> i like like a swing but i'll also say this burton has a good voice and it is a voice that people enjoy hearing people like hearing that mashuga did it for a while too and just for me it's like it just is a sound that i don't like in metal that's why like when when you when you look at the bands i like the most it's like Deftones, which that's singing, but it's a different kind of singing. And then Limp Biscuit, who doesn't do that at all, and Corn, who doesn't do that at all. Is this why you don't like Seven Dust? Yes. Here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Well, if, I feel like you should go camera on for this part because this is this is something that the people need to know about. I get letters from my constituents all the time. Like we, we, I hear Brian is a big Seven Dust hater. Can we give it away the- for free, John? Well, and I want, I really do want Wolf to get involved in this because I know you guys just listened to an acoustic album of theirs and hated it. Oh my God. And that was, that's Wolf's favorite album of theirus is an acoustic album. (laughs) No, Seven is his favorite new metal band series. But you're talking about, you guys are actually talking about two different of their acoustic albums, Uh, right? The one you're talking about is, what is it again? I feel like he's not even here. I feel like he just went to sleep. He He might have fallen asleep. Uh, Southside Double Wide is the one we covered. And it is like, uh, just to the, the main oh issue. shit oh he's coming oh, in oh shit oh shit audience at oh, home the webcam shit. has been turned on he just turned oh, on the shit. webcam kirk is losing his mind um let him know wolf what well, we did go. what we didn't like about it and i think that this is a very fair criticism of the album and i like seven dust by the way wolf before you get mad at me i'm a seven dust fan so you take take the rest up with brian but that album is really bad because they didn't change the arrangements of the songs at all. It's an acoustic album, but they're playing metal riffs on acoustic guitars. It's lazy and it sounds bad. And uh, yeah, it just is not, it was not good. It was not good at all, but seven dust is good, but Brian hates them. So he can, and he can tell you why he has a very specific reason why he hates seven dust. (laughs) The bad experience with seven dust. Okay. Is what I'm going to say. So I'm a big, big time mosh pit guy you know uh, i like to get in there and mix it up with everybody in there and i like to get real close yeah. for a period i'm not like this as much now but when i was growing up I was like one of those people that wanted to get as close to the stage as possible because i was so kind of uh i mean i thought that people that stood on stages were like way better than me as a person and i looked at them like almost like like they were gods or whatever and I, I was seeing Seven Dust and Coal Chamber, and this is the first time I had ever seen Seven Dust. They were opening for Coal Chamber at a place called the Al Rosa Villa, which is about a thousand seat venue, maybe less. It's just a bar almost. And um, I'm in the pit, 
and I'm close to the singer of Seven Dust, and he's picking at his fucking dick the whole time he's on stage. Not like grabbing it like a cool dude would. He's fucking picking it with his little fingers. And I, I don't know if he was itchy, which is fine. I'm not even fucking mad if he's itchy. It was just the whole fucking time. I could even see his dick outline in the pants, the 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 uh, track pants he was wearing. And for some reason, that just turned me off of him. But the other reason I don't like him is that he does sing in that way that uh, uh, that almost it's 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 what butt rock took from new metal. It's that voice is what a lot of those butt rock bands took from new metal. And when guys sing like that, it just turns me off immediately. But I also would never say they, they, well, I would say they suck, but that's because I'll just say things suck because I'm, I guess, mean or have a sickness in my heart. <laughs> but I just, I, I, I shit, to be fair. Yeah, I can say that I, I can say, like, I, I get that, that I get what is appealing by about them, but it just, none of the stuff that's appealing. And around that time, I don't know why. But I think I saw them as like industry plants, which might have been totally wrong. And I didn't have the words to describe that. But I think I saw them as like, these guys are trying to get on the radio and immediately was like, fuck them, which is wrong. I can play. Actually, I can play devil's advocate on that one. Their like first sort of breakthrough was when TVT Records commissioned and paid for an infomercial of their music. They shot a they shot a concert video in the metro in chicago and tvt records paid for airtime as an infomercial so you know i wouldn't say 100 percent, but definitely kind of now that's kind of sick though that's actually kind of sick to have a whole icp did that too your, did they yeah documentary was a thing that they did and uh they did it themselves it, though right like because they own the label uh no this was when no, they were okay. signed at hollywood oh yeah i forgot they were doing that disney shit for a while well, it or, was after well, Disney. Really. They got kicked okay. off Disney, and then they got added to another thing. All right, I shouldn't uh, talk like Island, I was. Island <laughs> Records. That's what Great Maleko came out on. Jesus, yeah, Island Records. I remember and on the back of the CD, just off the coast of Polygram. We are always yep. a bad decision away from an entire ICP episode. Every, every you've got to do it, motherfucker. Have me on. It's gonna have happen. Me please, on, please Wolf, join us. Wolf, so first thing, Wolf. I need someone to back me it's up. That different. Good. It's a different acoustic album, right? Yeah, I would say that Travelers and Bonfires, which is the second acoustic reimagining that they did, is far better and fixes a lot of the complaints that you have about the previous one. Where they How much did does change he pick it. his dick on it, though, Wolf? I mean, <laughs> I've seen pictures in the studio. He's picking the dick a lot. He's a dick picker. <laughs> it's a chronic problem. You know, I have itchy fucking balls, too, man. That's me at work all day saying I should be fired. <laughs> I'm not saying you should be fired. I'm Brian's saying that a little discriminatory about this. You have to let your balls just itch on stage. There's the maybe quote. you I'll should try it. The... Do a turn. Do That'll a nice little turn. I'm sure I've cracked. I'm sure I've scratched my nuts on stage. I've been on stage a million times, and I'm sure at some point they itch. But I'll I'm scratching you, them right now. I'll bet you fucking money. I somehow like turned around and angled away, and it was one. <laughs> scratch it wasn't the whole night i fucking went back and nobody else saw it that was with me either i was like and i remember standing there in the front of the pit and like 
elbowing my brother. I was like, can you believe this guy? And he's like, what? So I think everybody was like really enjoying the music except for me, who was okay. Here's a, they, you're familiar with the season summer, right, Brian? I am, and it was summertime when this happened. And yes, it, it, it gets hot, hot in the ball. summer, right? Yes. Yeah. You're familiar with long ball syndrome. They start to yeah. droop down. Sometimes your willy starts to get stuck to him. That's a really annoying feeling. If he's going to relieve that and sing better as a result, <laughs> what's the problem? It was a, it was a pick scratch, though. It wasn't. <laughs> what you're Can you like show us it. like what you mean by that with your? Yeah, it was a, a live pick, demonstration. Pick scratch. It was kind of like one of these. Oh, I got a little itch. I got a pick scratch. It. I'm just shocked. I'm shocked by Cran using the Socratic dialogue to try and make his point here. <laughs> <laughs> but I think also, if if I'm being, uh, I'll I'll even go one step further and be more fair. I was incredibly excited to see Cold Chamber, like in a way that I truly can't describe. And uh, it was because this was the second time I was seeing them, and uh, they're the only band. I've ever seen that allowed stage diving. And uh, uh, so I was just fucking nuts for uh, Cold Chamber. And maybe I also was just like, you know, that thing you do sometime at concerts when you don't know the opening act and you're just like, come on, man, how many songs are you going to fucking play? Let's get to the thing I came for. So you do kind of like Seven Dust. Nope. <laughs> All right. Nope. Well. I can't wait till we fucking review a Seven Dust album. I'm just gonna fucking. It'll be like when we recorded uh, Crazy Town and John was really mean to them. <laughs> you should come on when we when we make this episode happen with Lejean. You should actually you should stay a million miles away from that. That would yeah. Probably I would not, love to. That sir, would be. Sir, were your nuts itching at a Columbus, Ohio <laughs> yeah. gig at the Al Rosa Villa? Sorry, he's gonna remember it like it's the back of his hand. You know it. Oh, I'm scratching it right in front of his Oh, my balls were so long that night. Dude, he would be like, he would be like, I do remember that. I'm really sorry. I remember seeing up front. I'm I'm seriously really sorry about that. He would say that. He would say that shit. He's gonna rub in your face. He's gonna be like, Yeah, this little freak was getting all uncomfortable in the front. Yeah, because that's totally how with Lejean Witherspoon talks. He he loves to gloat and and be mean to people. No, he seems like a good man. I am not. A the good man. Most negative seven dust guy. I'm not a negative guy, man. And I'm a different person now, too. In that, like, now there's people that don't like me. And I'm like, uh, oh, I don't want to, I don't want people to think like that I personally don't like this guy. Just, I wish he would have fucking stopped picking at his dick when I was 16 years old and like create. I have like the, I can still see it happening. In my head, he was wearing red track pants with white stripes down the side. Not Adidas, because I did notice they weren't Adidas. And that he wore those at Woodstock. A... So, did What's I the, that Umbra yeah. band? Yes, and I was that, like, yeah. "Why aren't you wearing Adidas, bro?" You like, said what's that your fucking deal. No, I just think I thought it. I was just like, "You're on stage." Corn fucked everything up for everybody because you would look at them on stage and you would be like, "That's what a rock star looks like," and you gotta understand you're coming off of like grunge and shit like that. There weren't rock stars again. Corn are in many ways the last rock stars, but also like they were real rock stars to me like they were real rock like i looked at them and was like "Fuck, this is legendary and i had never felt that way about like stone temple pilots or or fucking nirvana 
So the POD cast, right? Um, did you guys do you guys have any like particular highlights around that that you cherish and take with you? I remember when you had Fallon Bowman on episode, that felt like a that was huge sick. deal. That was that was whoa. Mind yeah, blowing album too. Great album. Yeah, we uh yeah, Fallon and I, I mean, you know, Kitty's Canadian, so it's not always true that everybody in Canada knows everybody else, but in this case, I did have some mutual friends with Fallon, so uh, I had sort of reached out to to her through some friends and just said, hey, do you want to come on this pod and, and chat? And and she was super into it. We always said we weren't going to have guests. And then when we when we found out we could get Fallon, we're like, OK, we'll make one exception. Like on bonus episodes, we have guests, but I mean, on a main episode. So, yeah, that was great. Uh, what are some other highlights, Brian? I don't know. We, we talk about dumb shit. I don't remember. Uh, I don't like new metal. Apparently people uh complain well, about me true. not liking new metal so that's been um it's a grift. that's that's yeah i'm grifting i don't i don't actually like new metal so well, that yeah, so it's tough for me to move it down i i do not hate system Thank of a you. down i okay. agree with that it's See, crazy don't, don't too. let's give cran yeah oh, we really, should just cran? give cran john and brian a little room here to have their fun i'm gonna you don't like them i mean listen they're the worst live band I've ever seen. That's also 100% true. agree. I keep one of the that. worst, one of the worst live shows I've ever seen. No question. I saw them at Pledge of Allegiance and they, they just, they sucked the place up, man. They and were it horrible. makes you like them less, right? Like when you see them, definitely like, it made me sucks. like them less. For yeah. sure. I'm trying to remember what I called them that really got people on my case. I think I called them a yabba dabba doo ass rock band. <laughs> <laughs> true, people, though. That's actually true. People took some umbrage to that one. I was a They're... massive, massive System of a Down fan. Like that was System of a Down. Like Toxicity was a massive record for me when it came out. Like I was, you know, yeah, I was Corn, Limp Biscuit. Like because almost like Brian said too. Like really, even though he's talking about 1994, like in 1998, it also wasn't like it wasn't like there was this massive breadth of new metal stuff to like you know i i basically listened to exclusively corn and limp biscuit for like four years and then toxicity came out in 01 and then it was like yeah that was a massive fucking album for me that was like one of the first like sort of newer bands well deftones so i i was corn limp biscuit then i got into deftones and like well i guess i got into them around 0102 also but yeah toxicity was huge for me it was more just i felt i had to be true to myself when we reviewed that record because when i re-listened to it like it just doesn't hold up in a way that i think other new metal holds up that's Their all first record no, there's no toxicity. Toxicity. We, we reviewed toxicity. Yeah, I'm also God. pretty bullish on toxicity. I had to be talked into putting it in my top 10 new metal albums. I, I'm also a little crazy. <laughs> no, no, I, zo- I, but you're a zoomer. So that like clicks. In I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, like yeah. top suey is forever going to be like one of the best songs of the genre. Obviously, toxicity itself is a great overplayed song. and fucking annoying. OK, you know, what? Man, come on, man. When we meet in person, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> We're all going to be swinging on each other for sure. It, it was more just the, and, and, and there was still a lot, like I, I would say I liked about half of the album. I would just say there was about half where it was sort of like, oh, this is, there were just certain things. It was either like I hated the lyrics or I hated some of the uh, production choices or whatever. And then I think too, like um, the first record has a couple okay songs and Mesmerize has a couple good songs, but they like, 
System of a Down's back catalog is fucking wild. Like, there's so many bad songs. For a band that I like, no. they have a lot of... Okay, Z, no. you cannot say... Finally. System of a Down does not have a lot of good songs. Like, they it just... Hypnotize is my favorite SOED album. I'll die on Should be bad. That is crazy. The most loneliest no, day that I've played. That that's a good song. Who was it that said... Basically, the more... he says he puts chives on pizza? I hate that song so much. Oh, that's kind of pizza pie whatever that oh, can do yeah the only the the system of down fell apart because they kept letting darren do more the oh, more sure. darren was the little goblin that they had kept locked away and his yes. contributions like were better like that and then he was like no I'm i can write songs idea. like no He's no, there, no, Lars, and they did the right thing by hanging it up. They yeah, did do the no, right it, thing by by calling it quits. That's oh cool. yeah, absolutely. If they did anything after Hypnotize, it would have been dog shit. But I'm not gonna deny, sit here and pretend that they had like another good album in them. But well, that's oh, the thing. I'm telling don't. you, they as much as I absolutely love that band when the self titled and Toxicity were around, and I pretended to like Toxicity because I liked the first one that much. When I saw them live, I was like, I'm done with this band. This yeah. is your Seven Dust. They were. Well, no, that but you yeah. no Serge wasn't picking at his dick or anything. They were just terrible. Well, you can for real like lose something for something that you like when you see them bad. I saw them twice and they were bad both fucking times, which was like I could they couldn't have been less interested to be there. It was just a fucking bummer. I saw them open for uh the Mars Volta, then I saw yeah, them I do saw that show too. Then I saw them do another show and like uh, wait a minute, you um, saw system open... open for the Mars. Volta? Yeah, hold up. No, other other oh, way no, I think it was the other way around. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was but, like, um, what pocket of the universe did that but, happen in? Uh, both times, it just didn't even feel like they wanted to fucking be there. They were complaining on stage, and it's like you see it happen twice. You are gonna lose some of that. That extremely, oh, I, yeah. it, not in the live contest, but that extremely happened to me with Stained where I liked and apologized for their music for so long. And then Aaron Lewis came out and was like, I'm also transphobic, fuck it. And then suddenly their music, I was like, this shit sucks. Like yeah, so yeah. much of their shit. I was like, this is not good. Yeah, and system, I definitely seeing them live, it, it hurts. And especially because the thing was seeing them on that Mars Volta tour uh, is also like that was towards the end. So it was like, so that was almost sort of my last impression of them also. So it was sort of, like I've talked about this on the POD cast, but you know, I fell off of new metal for 10 years, probably. We all, where, we all did. Know, yeah, of course. Of course. Like I got really into screamo and then indie. And obviously there was a bunch of years where it just like, you couldn't even admit that you used to like corn or limp biscuit. Like you just didn't do it. And so then when I got back into new metal system of a down, just didn't hold up to that reappraisal. And I think it was, it's partially because of the music. Uh, I think the music is just very of a time. I think it's okay to say, yeah, in 2001, it was really good. And in 2023, I don't think it's very good. But it's also that, yeah, that my sort of last impression of them was exactly what Brian said, seeing them play a show where it's like they almost had active disdain for the audience and the show they were playing. Uh, it, it's not the first thing you sort of reach for. Whereas like, I, I think a band on the other end of that spectrum for me is Incubus who I've seen live like four times and they're an incredible live band. And I think I've been much more of an Incubus apologist than a lot of new metal fans are. And I think it's because of their live show because I think their live show is so good. Yeah, legacy is fragile. People don't really register sometimes that the impressions you leave on people 
you know, that's forever. No matter how big or small you think you are, you got to do right by other people and then they'll stick around. I guess with Sis, but I think with a band like System of a Down, they've they've well broken clear of that need to impress upon anyone because they're just so fucking famous and enormous. It's like impossible to even comprehend. Like I do these polls all the time. I'll run these polls where I'm comparing, where I'm like putting bands against each other. I can't put System of a Down in the poll. They'll win. Even against Lincoln Park, they yeah, they fucking yeah. crushed Lincoln Park in the last poll I did. I was I was. I was flabbergasted. I was flabbergasted. Because they're mysterious. They hung it up at the right time. That's yes, politics, sure. too. I, I guess so, people yeah. Will, people will let politics like decide something's good that maybe isn't that great. John yeah. Dolmayan brought in a very large crowd that System of a Down is the antithesis of. And it's Did bizarre he? to me. Well, Darren's kind of going weirdly centrist these days, too. Because every time someone leaves and he left this comment on his Instagram, rich. he'll respond and go, oh, I hate the left as much as the right. That was also one of the lyrics, one of his most famous lyrics. I Nobody knows what you just said. You actually shattered the internet connection with that voice Good. you just did. Good. Here's go what on. Darren's all about. And let it be known for people who can't see at home. I'm making the, the money scratch sign. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a cool thing. Dick, I everyone. mean, that's fine with me. As a wrestling fan, I'm always okay when people making money. But it just is one of the, you know, you don't go on stage in front of a bunch of people who, who you know, paid money to see you many times on a weeknight when they have to work the next day. And, like, you go up there and you just fucking seem like you don't want to be there and you don't like the people you're performing for it just is a shitty way to be right. this is hold on out of the like 13 episodes we've done we always end up talking shit about system of a down I, I swear this always happens <laughs> i i just would like to try to swing this one around guys can i ask you something what is your favorite new metal song artist album that you've discovered through doing the pod oh shit you i thought you were asking me what my favorite i actually just heard Maybe my favorite song. That, what's that? <laughs> what's that fucking Stuck Mojo song, John? What's Twist. that? Oh, man. Freak Twisted. Oh, that song. Oh yeah. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah Brian. Brian loved that one. I love uh, it. It's a good song. What is my favorite song? That's it's a good question. Um, I really like. Uh, I really like that Third Strike song, and I don't even like that album. I I tried to like listen oh, to the I'm album sorry, after. Looking in no light. Yeah, but no light, no light fucking goes. Um, I would also say I'm so sick by Flyleaf. I had never heard that before. POD cast. That's a great jam as well. Um, favorite album. I mean, I know Kirk that you are dying for me to say Playmo here, but that's probably in the conversation. I would say, um, for sure. Like that whole album is is consistently really good. Um, what else, Bri? What other albums? I mean, a lot of the albums we do, because people pay us to listen to them, a lot of them are really shitty. They want us to listen to shitty stuff. So yeah, we always that has always get a full you, album where I'm like, oh fuck yeah, okay, this album's actually sick. When you revealed to me, when you revealed to me that people pay you guys to listen to bad stuff, I was like, what? why would anyone do that? Why would That's anyone funny. do that? That's yeah. crazy. Uh, have you seen my career? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because they want That's, Brian to listen to bad stuff. There, it's it, and I think the it's, whole Shocktober economy. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think it's it is the it's like I think it's because it's new metal, also, right? That like the 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 genre is inherently uh, funny. Like the you know the, there's it, it's it's the same thing as like you know I I used to be like a very high level curler. 
And it's just like, it's a very, it's very funny to be good at a sport you like did. curling. I was, yeah. So, yeah. because it's like a, it's just like an inherently funny sport. It's kind of the same thing with new metal. It's like, you know, it's a very funny genre to cover. Cause it is like, even though we love it and we treat it with reverence and whatever, you have to admit at the end of the day, it is a very funny genre. And I'll so admit I think, that at the beginning of the day, that yeah, is, that is totally. what our strength is, is that totally. we are funny as fuck. I wish I had so more. I think, sorry, I just I think people want to lean into that side of it. It's like, yeah, I could ask Brian and John to cover this sort of uh, new metal gem, like yeah, Spike One Thousand or Playmo or something like that. Like, oh, an album that Brian and John probably have never heard, and I bet they'll like. Uh, but th- it's just a lot more tempting to be like, hey, here's this fucking dog shit uh this was like nascar made this compilation of new metal covers and they sold it at the racetrack you guys should see what that's about you know i think forgetting about that one what's it called turn it up uh i don't even know it might even be called fast track or something like that in the linear notes in the linear notes all the bands like have a little like a little bit they pick out of why they did the song and typo negatives is just an apology they're like we're really sorry (laughs) about this they're great (laughs) Really sorry. I know about what song this. they did? What cover it was? Probably cinnamon. There's Girl. a lot of NASCAR compilations. There's just the one that is like covers, and all the covers are songs about cars or racing, including "Fast Car" by Tracy Chapman, which yeah. not necessarily about uh, a car. Kirk, it's actually by Darwin's Waiting Room. Uh, yeah, the cover, <laughs> the song. So I won't fucking bad. Wouldn't say that. Can't imagine why. Um. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you guys have taken some joy from that. When you guys clock out, do you keep listening to new metal or do you listen to other stuff? I mostly listen to podcasts, but uh, yeah, if I feel your po- like, like listen- your podcast, no, you just walk no, around all day. Absolutely <laughs> not. Not a funny. Mostly what I do podcasts, really. That's mostly what I listen to is wrestling podcasts all day. But and, uh, and the new metal agenda. Yes. Yes. Uh, I had like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> I uh I don't listen to uh I do listen to new metal for sure still. Um but mostly same as Brian. I'm like 50/50 podcasts music if I'm driving or playing video games or cooking or you know stuff I listen to music. On I I think I don't have as much time to listen to music these days as I would want. So because I listen to a lot of new metal for the POD cast when I'm not doing the POD cast it's not i don't always reach for it um and and i'm like a bit of a soft boy like i i like indie music and and other kind of and pop and that kind of stuff so although my favorite releases from 2022 were mostly hard i don't know if that's a product of doing the pod cast or what but a lot of them were pretty heavy uh the ones i like the best this year but um but yeah no i i it's it's i do listen to it but it's not it's it would be very rare for me to be like cooking dinner and and being like I gotta listen to Life Is Peachy or something like that like not generally. I listen to uh, Rearranged a lot, like oh, a lot. Of number lot. one like, new metal song of all time. I agree. Yep. No, it's his number one. No, it's mine. Not. Oh, it's mine. It is. You did a list. Oh, I was gonna say no. no, no it's I my, did a list. It's my number. My, it's my number. Yeah, it's one. John's it's Brian's because one. my number one is "My Gift to You" by Corn. Yeah. That's my fucking shit. Whoa. I love that song. Whoa, got my ass. Yeah, I know that too because that list is really important as well. Because you put "While My Guitar Gently Weeps" by Spine Shank on there. I love that. Which I always thought I was a joke until I saw it on your list and listened <laughs> to it again. And I was like, wait, this is this is fucking 
awesome. And then I put no, it on my list. Does go pretty hard. Because it was on no, your list. Doesn't. I put it on my list. <laughs> yeah, well, it's you, good. You like toxicity, ZZ. Shut up. Wait, are we, you don't like toxicity. So <laughs> shut up. I'll go get There's got to be a way to kick people off of Zoom, right? Like that's got to Detach be. is good too. Like that that strictly diesel is is pretty much all bangers. Their first oh, yeah. two records are It's smart. a great album aside from that cover. It was so weird that like I just gravitate there's two albums I gravitated towards that I put up in a poll a lot and like uh they're not the most popular albums like by the bands and one of them is strictly diesel and the other one is head pe's self-titled. uh self-titled which i've listened to, i think five million fucking times and then people are like no yeah. it's the album after that that's good and i'm like no, no the first one the, the first the self-titled so is the much shit. better than serpent yeah, boy debut. It's got serpent boy on it i love that fucking awesome song. ifo Incredible ifo goes song. fucking hard yeah dude it's, it's a darkies on that album that song is so sick except for the second verse where he starts talking about the underage girl anyway. wait wait did he say the song what song did you just say that's ken 2012 ken 2012 no, oh my god every time i've that. ever been like man head pe or great i get that song and i'm like ah you know what mm, you know what maybe not yeah, he's maybe a, not maybe, he's interesting maybe we keep this in the, in the cl- i dropped one of their songs not even that song i dropped one of their songs off broke during a dj set list and like I, I totally forgot. It, like we get to the first verse and he's immediately like, I'm I'm taking your women and I'm fucking them in the back of my bus. I'll mix out of this now. <laughs> like, man, he was whoa. They, Jive lens? Records, I'm telling you, Jive Records was like this Dr. Dre record is selling incredible. You gotta you gotta mix this in with your lyrics. And then they were <laughs> like, Yeah, totally. That I bet other, you anything, anything. The other was that crazy of- legs you played. It might have been. It might, uh, yes, the it was. The lyric to that yeah. song is. Uh, yeah, it was that. House. I come into your house, yeah. make love to your spouse. Fuck Bro, I was, I was. I'm out. Whoa, I felt well. John, I told you we got to review it. Well, this I, is the uh, funny that part. That middle school DJ like, set was never the same after that. I got to do a poll that's nothing but head PE albums. You'll have a good episode no matter what happens. I try to like, that's the thing is, so some of the records too, and and that's why I think it is funny um you know not that that many people have said it but people who are who are critical of our show will say you know oh you you guys don't like new metal or you don't listen to it or whatever but part of it is i actually think it's more interesting if i don't listen to it like you guys are all saying oh the head pe record is great well i didn't listen to it back when i was a kid i think it's better for the show because i know brian loved it if I experience it for the first time, like right before we do the show. So that generally that's also, is true about all new metal. Yeah, exactly. So that's like part of it too, is it's like, you know, when you ask the question, like, do you listen to new metal in your, your off time or whatever? It's like, if I am, it's stuff I already know. Cause I want to save the stuff I don't know for the show. I think that that's like a, a more interesting dynamic than to be like, Oh yeah, I first started listening to this like two years ago and I like it or whatever, you know, it's, it's more fun. I think when I'm, I'm kind of experiencing it for the first time. So, so head PE, I don't really know, but yeah, Brian tells me that I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to really like it. Like, I think there's definitely a sicko part of our audience that is excited for us to right to here. Finally, to finally, I mean, it. look, you take, take the head PE self-titled record, listen to the first three tracks, turn it off. Never again. You'll be like, that was one of the best new metal bands. And ever. IFO. It's good. And, and I that one's so well, four, well, four. Fucking amazing track. Those and I was like the 
11th or 12th track. It's pretty deep in there. Those first four tracks are fucking incredible. And then like Darkie's also super good off that record. And yeah, it's just, I just really wish someone had been around and been like, please, just this one verse. Yeah, maybe don't say please. the part about the, uh, please. About that girl. Please. Serpent Boy. That's my song. But yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I gotta ask because this band was really big around my friends, not me. It wasn't my brother. My younger brother is like, three or four years younger than me so he was kind of into this stuff through me you know what i mean so whatever he got was just cds i left laying around the house and shit like that and listen to it but when he turned 18 him and his buddies would go to these would just freak out to see non-point and non-point uh. was like this huge fucking big deal with those guys but fucking problem is i listened to tribute by them and i was like i'll never i'll never listen to these guys again that's their only good <laughs> don't song don't you really too. like that song wait a minute wait a minute no, you like that song stupid. isn't that it's on your stupid. list it's on your list did it really oh it it's on your list. On my list okay maybe i it is stupid <laughs> real yeah, brian sucks. fans right here baby oh, that's right what a day is a really good song they were here fucking constantly. It was like them and Boba Flex and fucking a uh, couple other Flex, bands. Holy Boba shit. Flex played here fucking twice a month sometimes. Because I think they're West Virginia guys. Actually, funny Boba Flex story is uh, I went to the, I got asked years ago to perform at this uh, weed carnival. And uh, we were there performing and Boba Flex was closing out the uh show they were the, the weed big carnival. headliner at the weed carnival my kind of carnival um but what happened was the guy that was throwing the weed carnival did not pay anybody so the stage guys took the stage down so boba flex was just standing in front of what was catering and and playing acoustically <laughs> because that was the best they could do it was just like guys there's nobody here you don't i wouldn't even play and you're not getting paid we assume well, you didn't get paid so hey that's dedication to the fans or but nobody was there yeah. dude there you were there open flex is nothing without as a their performer integrity. yeah as a performer i was there everybody else that was there was a performer or uh working at a weed um booth like it it was a bad situation. I never worked for that guy again. Actually, Did you at least get free weed. Why not? A lot of it. I'm Why not? Really Something came so out of it then. Just not that right kind of green stuff. This guy had some sort of like success uh, uh, throwing parties in Brooklyn, which is not that hard to do because there's millions of people there that will just wander into the bar. And uh, he moved back here, and people were very impressed with the fact that he threw parties in Brooklyn. So they kept giving him jobs, and uh, I've never been—I've never seen him be successful with one of them, not even close to successful. And he tried to rope us in a few times, and I, he was like, "Do this bar night for us," but he didn't tell us like until the day before. So we just ended up sitting at the bar talking to each other. It was just the guy was very unsuccessful and uh so that boba flex shouldn't have trusted him because he never said he was paying me i was just going to get free weed hey john i have a question for you what is the biggest just give us a shot for me what is the biggest canadian new metal band that never broke through in america oh hang on jeez good question what, what, what'd, you, what'd you say brian he ain't gonna know 
there's no well they never broke out yeah i mean i was young i wasn't going to concerts then Uh, i would say i mean i guess finger 11 did break out in america i know that's see that's but they didn't as a new metal band so yeah no that so yeah so i mean i would say and and, i mean honestly like you could kind of make the case for kitty too i mean they did like we know them but by their second record people were already like yeah they had a goal but but, they had a gold selling record in america oh yeah for sure for sure I don't actually know. Yeah, I don't know because I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like it was a tough, uh, it wouldn't have been something that I would have known at the time. I mean, I guess unless like Serial Joe counts as new metal. Which, oh my God. Uh, I, I, yes. I don't think, I don't think they do. Yes. But I, I, I would have gone to high school. Yes. With them. I moved across the country, but I was due to go to their high school. Fuck yeah. And, it would uh, definitely yeah. be Serial Joe. That's such a good one. Serial, oh my Serial God. Joe. Yeah. They're from Newmarket, Ontario. And I just, I just saw the other day randomly, the guy who used to play drums for them, Dan Stadnicki is still playing drums for like a sort of like, it seemed like it was a, like a world music sort of percussion ensemble <laughs> type thing. And he has like a big like goatee and stuff. I It was weird. I was away uh, at a curling tournament and he was like, I guess, playing in this small town. And it was like very odd to see posters with Daniel Stadnicki on it. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, I know the, you. Like the no Daniel DJ. Stadnicki? What the hell? Do you and, know they uh, played yeah. Woodstock 99? Oh, Brett, or, or Brett, John. <laughs> wow. Uh-oh. John was that? Told, Wait, who was that? I'm sorry. I told, when I told John that I went to Woodstock 99, first thing he said was, did you see St- Serial Joe? Oh, yeah, John oh, is yeah. a huge I, and I'm just Joe like, fan. It's all a mistake. I, How long Serial Joe didn't come close to the to the United States ever. It's they like, did. They did. Canada, they even Canada. got a they got an American remix of Mistake because the label thought that could break out here. It didn't, but they did Hell, jam. Yeah. Uh, Canada's wild because they, you know, obviously John also taught me about Bush X. Which Isn't is Canada the, the uh, opposite of wild? Bush X yeah. was Bush, Bush X. X. Was you guys know us. about Bush X? The copyright dispute name. Yes. Yeah. The band Bush was called Bush X in Canada. Which yeah, because so we weird. had a we had a band named Bush here already, and then they were still. I I always tell this story. They were still a big enough deal that they Bush when they played a show, and so they announced eventually the band, the original band Bush, relented and let them be called Bush in Canada. And they had a press conference where they had their logo behind them at the press conference. And the X was like Velcroed onto the logo. And Gavin Rossdale just like stood up and pulled the X down. Off of the I need that video. I need that video now. Yeah, this you got to find it. I still, I still have, I have um, uh, 16 stone and razor blade suitcase. Both of my CD copies of it are Bush X copies. Um, that have that have the X on the cover. So I don't know if those are worth anything now, but they sold enough copies that it's probably not. But but yeah, that was definitely one of our wilder Canada stories. And as far as Serial Joe goes, the funniest Serial Joe thing. Well, there's two things. First of all, the lead singer of Serial Joe is in the Our Lady Peace video for Superman's Dead. Uh, and when he's like 10 years old, he plays like the little kid trapped in the room. And uh, it's very funny. Uh, and then the second thing is that, yeah, the rumor was that when they went to play Woodstock 99, uh, a, the bus came to pick them up from his house or whatever. I guess they were all meeting because a, a girl that I was in school with lived on the same street as him. 
and uh, said that the bus pulled up to pick up the band to go to Woodstock 99 at his house. And he cried because he was so nervous about going to Woodstock 99. And that was the big, but it was like, yeah, but it wasn't an awe moment back then, of course, because we were like, oh, you fucking, because we were, of course, we're so jealous. I mean, they were like famous, basically. So we're like, Cereal Joe, fuck off. They cried. Fuck you. They cried. I thought you were going to say something fucking... funny, and now I'm like a little, I'm like. Did oh. you know the other thing about Cereal Joe? Which? The allegations? They were all at January 6th. <laughs> 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 they were... That was Just their reunion. It was their reunion. They're like, you're here too? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're all in Nancy Pelosi's office. Look at us. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought <laughs> Actually, this would happen? There was a new metal vocalist there. Uh, the guy from uh, King 810 was at January 6th. Shut yeah. the fuck up. He was. The porno video guy? Yeah. That makes sense. Singer from Flaw, too. Well, I'd yeah. Say, I, I, you, anyone could see that one coming. You get, no, he I wasn't, but you believe there. it, right? Chris Jericho's wife, if you want me to just throw one out there, just that people... I'll know. Actually. And Darren Malakia uh, was there. The now singer of Fozzie featuring members of Stuck Mojo. Yeah. yeah. But not Mojo. Chris Jericho was not there. People were always like, where were you on January 6th? And it's like, I think it, that I was wondering where my wife was. Match. Yeah. <laughs> I was at, but they yell I was at asking around. <laughs> they yell at him because it says he donated to Trump, but it's like his wife could have also maxed out her donation. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Chris Jericho's got bad politics, but I just I don't know if he would care that much. And who did Chris Jericho's that. theme? Seven Dust. It all comes full circle, you know? Small world. His new one was done by Fozzie. Even you- even smaller. What is in the future for the POD cast? Do you guys see this getting a lot bigger? World tour? Millions? No. I mean, we're going to do live <laughs> shit together at some point, I think. Now, now that things are a little different on, on my end, I can afford to go places. Oh, yeah, sick. I think, Come I think we maybe will do some. Yeah, the problem for me is I can't perform in America um, because the uh, your your country is you were at January 6th. I was yeah. at January 6th. And your country is being really weird about it. Um, no, they're just uh, it's very restrictive for performing. in America I will. If you're a Canadian citizen. Um, yeah, it's just too expensive. Like it probably wouldn't be worth it for me to even get a visa for Brian and I to do a tour. Also, our show is just not that big. We, we don't have enough listeners to justify. Like we, we could do an LA show. Probably we could do a New York show, maybe Chicago, but like, we're not to do like a, a tour. I don't, I don't think is, is possible, but. I think we're going to do live stuff is what but I we'll be say. doing. Yeah, we'll be doing some live stuff. I think in 2023 is is the plan. And other than that, we will just keep producing four episodes of new metal content every month until until the earth gets swallowed by the sun. See what the Everybody... POD cast same. The POD cast is like your side ventures, because what people tell me is that they're like, well, Brian didn't make his million off of POD cast. He did it <laughs> all have a million fight, Don't... right? First he's, only, of all, he's only got three quarters of a million. Get well, it right. When I Googled it, I, his net worth came up as 32 million, but I figured a million <laughs> or so would be podcasting and the rest is real estate, right? I yeah, just got a lot. Of I just estate. had like a real nervous breakdown of thinking somebody finding my net worth on the internet and not, not for any other reason than it is way higher pathetic. than you think. <laughs> I've, I've, mine, been making, probably. I've been making $36,000 a year for like five years. I wish I was making that much. Well, I'm probably really wish you're making what I'm making now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it is POD cast has always been our our side project. I think we 
I, I would say we're very dedicated about it though. Like we've never missed an episode. You know, we deliver on all the bonus content every month. We put out uh, an episode or, or a free episode every month. So I yeah, like once. Yeah, Brian uh, threw up right before we recorded once and we still did the episode. So I also did the POD cast after getting the second shot. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, you were <laughs> fucked up when we did that too. Um, but yeah, like I, I think we just, even though it is our side project, I think we both have a lot of respect for it. I think we both put the put the work in. And we also like, you know, we love the the fan base of the show is very uh, dedicated and there's a lot of people who really, really like the show. Uh, I believe we have uh, two listeners of the show who got engaged because of our show, oh, uh, wow. which is pretty uh-huh. wild. They, and it's uh, me. Yeah, it is her. Yeah. Guys. yeah, Kirk is engaged to to Z, and they. Uh, <laughs> it's but yeah, they have the. Um, they literally saw each other on one of our live Zoom shows, and then I guess just like started talking after that, and then one of them moved across the country for the other one, and this whole thing so so even that if nothing good and they're uh, nothing else now yeah they got divorced now also because of the pod cast they had a big argument about american head charge they They were debating whether or not april levine is new metal and it just got too far that is true you know i was debating that personally we all were but it was a fun episode now open the door for some 41 to be a topic on the show and they are in some of those songs that's a good point actually i mean they did rap you yeah. can make the case hey, that yeah, Chuck, Chuck is a new metal album. Chuck is a new metal album. Or it's close. It is. We're yeah. all to blame is definitely a new metal song. Yeah, we're all to blame is a new metal song for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to cover some 41, but uh, yeah, no, it's. Uh, but your Avril main gig, I feel like there's a poster like right outside of the frame. And maybe a yeah. t-shirt too. Block, blocked party. Yeah. And I blocked am wearing party. My, own, my own t-shirt from uh, our live show that we did. Yeah. I just put so it there's on. a bunch of stuff behind me, but I don't do that podcast anymore. <laughs> but actually, there is a picture up there, a framed picture. If you can see it, I'm pointing at right now. That's Danzig shopping at a Japanese grocery store. So there you go. So there you, so there you have it. I don't know what yeah. to say about that. It's a cool. It's a cool picture. But yeah, uh, it is my side thing. Like but I'm not working real hard on my main thing right now. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> i am actually that's the shitty thing is like I, I would love to say i'm not working that hard but it's like i fucking actually am working now it's like fuck this but my pay you're doing cool. this full time right oh yeah that is the fucking crazy thing about whatever the hell it is we're doing because when i got laid off and started doing this full time too it's like i look up now at the ladder of income and think like boy breaking even would be a real dream you know, just hitting zero would be amazing. Like, like I, so I had a, t- I did a t-shirt release. I put, I put the t-shirt release under a tweet, timed it out perfectly. It went super viral. I had my most absolute ballistic day ever on merch overnight. And I made 300 bucks. I would have made more than that sitting in a chair at my office for a day. Like, it, like, it's crazy, like to turn it around and be like, yeah, I'm going to make money doing my own thing on the internet. And it, I don't, I don't know if anyone's really making that much money. You just have to do a lot. Like, yeah, Brian and I both have multiple right. shows. And then I also do stand-up comedy. And I'm also a substitute teacher. And I also write. And 
Yeah, you just have to you just have to have like eight small jobs, and then it can be. And one, then you can still can make one. not even close to enough money. <laughs> no, uh, I mean really I make about... I make enough money. <laughs> oh shit! Oh whoa money. whoa! We got I some flexing over here. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. I think my, I wife, now, my wife, my wife makes enough money. My wife makes enough. Money. So get a wife. Is, get a wife who makes enough get money. One of them. The yeah, they're great. Day. That's they're great. Good. Mine's out at a, a '90s country music night right now. <laughs> And you're like, I can't make it. I got to talk to this jackass. I did tell mine. her I couldn't make it. She's. And I said, she wants her dinner on the table when she gets home. <laughs> I said, there is. I said, is there anything in the calendar? I didn't want to go anyway. But she said, is there anything? I said, is there anything in the calendar? And she said, Kirk's show. And I was like, dumbass well, fan of mine. There you go. One of my reply got guys got lucky. Now oh, here we I think are. Kirk, Kirk, I consider you a peer. If anyone hears a reply guy to Brian, it's me. <laughs> I don't believe Did everyone here. Brian guys. said that. Did everyone hear Brian say that? Unless they make Whoa. me uncomfortable. Did everyone hear Brian's, I don't hear Brian say that, right? Yeah, Brian. If you're said not you the British, if you're not the British guy that DMs me 14 times a day and calls me a right cunt, uh, <laughs> then I. Uh, oh shit! My alts. Oh no! <laughs> Got to delete that. I've never answered it. That's the fucking wild thing. If you're like, it's in message requests, so I just don't click it. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And I'm just like, I don't got, I don't want to talk to this guy. <laughs> I had a guy that I had a guy for the audio snippet of the show. <laughs> you definitely, don't know definitely. because then he might see it. And then he's going to only redouble his effort. I had a guy chase me down on every platform to, to tell me to listen to his song. Like he's like, yeah, I had a new metal band in high school. You should check out our song. And I'm like, yeah, I will brother. <laughs> and so he, he 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 came after me on every he got on my Twitch stream once and was like, Do you listen to that song yet? And I couldn't uh, bring myself, I couldn't bring myself, I really should have, but I couldn't bring myself to be like, yeah, it was really fucking bad. Yeah. Oh, wait, <laughs> I did see say. that. I did, I did on the on Twitter. I was like, I did listen to your song, it's terrible. And he said, Of course it is, it's new metal. And I blocked oh, everything. I logged oh, on to the I logged on to the I blocked him on my Sade fan account. I logged on to the Facebook I don't use anymore. I blocked his ass on that too. I was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. If I could he pay to have up. someone kill you, I'd do it because I was so mad. <laughs> it's a fucking guy, man. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like as long as people aren't nasty, I am I like everybody. I like talking to people. So, you know. As long as you're not a fucking weirdo or the guy that threatened to kill me if or I didn't picking your dick reply on stage. to him. Or, or yeah, don't pick your, your dick, dick on, stage. on stage. Or you're not that guy from Three Teeth. Which, Three uh, Teeth? Yeah, he Well, he wasn't nervous. he wasn't mean to us though. He just No, said, but he just he really fucking alpha'd me. Is what excuse I'm you. What do you do? He, uh well, we covered Three Teeth on a singles episode. I remember I, what song was it? Was it one of was it a uh, was it President X. X? Yeah. President X and I don't remember we, that one. It's not bad, and, and but but it was clear. Like I found some some sort of info that it was like clear that he was sort of like a weird guy. So we spent most of the episode just talking about how he was a weird guy because Brian loves weird guys. Smart and so, guy. It's it's the it, he's a smart like a, guy, like yeah. a yeah. smart guy, like but the like yeah, a episode. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah, David yes, Draymond yes. type, smart yes, guy. And so someone, I don't even know if he was tagged. Like if someone 
tagged him or I wrote his name in the tweet or I don't know, but he just like replied and he was like, Oh sweet. Like I got to listen to this. Oh, no. um, and then, and then like <laughs> literally right after that tweet, I get the email notification. That's like new patron, Alexis Mincola. Oh, uh, no. and then, uh, and then oh, he li- no. I guess he listened to it, but he stayed on for like, he, he didn't seem mad about it. Cause I think he replied later, not necessarily even really bringing it up, but just kind of being like, oh, yeah, like that was cool. But like, you know, fun episode. Or like, I think if you're one of those guys, you kind of know you're one of those guys, you know? Yeah. Got to be a little self-aware. I know. Yeah, but I when so. I say smart guy with disdain. Dude, I loved <laughs> the disturbed sickness episode because it was just Brian going yeah. off on fucking David Draymond for like an hour. And I think getting them in the room together would be a real mea culpa. For well, this that's so David Draymond. I can tell you a funny story about that. The, the, so, you know, obviously he was off Twitter for like quite a long time and then he finally got back on Twitter. And so I was like looking at his tweets or whatever from my main account. And then I went over to the POD cast account. Cause I think I was going to like quote tweet one or something. And he had blocked the POD cast. Same. And this was like Same. right when he came back yeah. on Twitter. Same. So it was like, <laughs> he must like i think he listened i think he must have listened to part of it like i don't think there would have been a reason because the tweets about him weren't really derogatory so he like he must have listened to at least part of a pod cast episode and then was like i'm blocking these guys um which fucking <laughs> rocks like i, I, I love I, the idea of, of david draymond listening to the pod cast. if i have to think about it now i did put up a tweet about how his guitarist's cancel culture sucks guitars fucking clown shit and i guess that's what in the coca-cola font the coca-cola font like for what like what what are you what the fuck and but i i like the disturbed episode because i think you guys had found out that he was like a double major right triple triple Triple. major which is not not even a nerd i know i know he just made (laughs) it up he's like i'm a triple major there was like a whole article where he was talking about how he went to Loyola University and was oh, a triple major. Because Loyola. Loyola, hold up. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, home of the Ramblers, be careful. Oh, I know one guy that went to Loyola and he's a uber fucking conservative, so. There you go. Hey. Well, so Do you David. remember the majors? Yeah, I remember them being gold. Like oh, the it's ones like it's were. like political science. It's like all the ones you'd think. It's like political science, anthropology, sociology, something like that. That's some Loyola uh, shit. That's definitely yeah. some Loyola oh, yeah. here, shit. Here we go. This I fa- I have the interview right here. Let me see if I can pull the quote. Uh, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, yeah, he says uh, so. Brains run in the family, then. You triple majored at Loyola University, didn't you? I soaked everything up like a sponge. I was motivated on two levels. I wanted to get out of there as soon as possible, but I also had a genuine thirst for knowledge. I studied political science, philosophy, and business administration. So I love that. Like he's like, I gotta sound cool. Like I wanted to fucking leave, but also I'm I'm so intelligent. And then he gives this like other thing too, where he says. Uh, the next question was studies weren't always foremost in your thoughts though. You were expelled from five boarding schools. Were you not? Uh, actually I was only expelled from three. I went to five different ones, but I was expelled from three. The fourth one I left on my own free will. And the fifth one I stayed throughout until the end of my high school career. That's like one of those, those smarty pants guys. That's like the story. You two talked about this too, in the break the cycle episode that Aaron Lewis tells about like one of his fans like killing himself to one of his songs but he he repeats this tidbit in like a bunch of different interviews and you guys are like is he proud of this and I was listening to it at home and I was like yeah he yeah. he 
totally is proud of this. He's a weird fucking dude, man. That guy. I mean, I talk about him on the butt fest series yeah, a lot too, because person. he's, yeah, he's nasty. He's a real nasty. Also just like if, if we're to even get rid of all the politics stuff that makes him nasty, watch an interview with him. He just seems like he's a huge, he's a huge yeah. fame whore. He loved being like, loved being famous. Like you usually associate people that love being famous with like, pop stars and stuff like no that dude lewis or draymond or both aaron lewis i think i think but i think david draymond was a funner was more fun as a as a Mm. famous guy because he wore it like a halloween costume or something or like you know he was you know what he was he was like that dude that would wear a fedora to your high school like he was like that guy but he made it anyway somehow he was the fedora kid at your high school but he made it and that kind of i've always found it to be a little endearing i kind of like those dudes those two hey, neighbor, I was uh, one of those dudes. My neighbor <laughs> knew David Draymond back in the day, and she confirmed that he's exactly what like like you think he is. Oh, I I I believe I like because I I the amount of Draymond stuff I've consumed is only second to like some of the shock jocks and Sully, who I have listened to all of. Oh, Sully's he's another podcasts. guy. I've yeah. listened to every single one of his podcasts, like oh. on Twitter, the on YouTube. He has one called Hometown Sessions. I listen to every single. Oh one my of them. fucking god! You listen to that, right? All did of them. Listen. So you listen to the Jacoby Shaddix one? Yeah, I that's did. the it's one. Oh my god! Oh my god! There's a part in that, dude. The part in that episode. Oh my god! The part in that episode where Sully starts playing clips. Radness or Jacoby being drunk on stage, oh, that, yeah. and Jacoby is like fucking having a meltdown because he's like, "These are the darkest days of my life," and and Sully Arna is just laughing his ass off at everything. Yeah. Yo, that shit is dark. That whoa. So I mean, There's that's how you know stuff. Sully is about that dumbass life because he had no idea, and and I felt so, I felt so, I was like dying for Jacoby during that whole thing. He, was <laughs> he also like, got oh. hell racist in an episode about the Who. That's my favorite shit of all time. Not not the British, the the Mongolian, the who. You're telling me a weird short Republican from Boston is racist? Get out of here. Yeah. He also killed killed someone with his Hummer once, but people don't talk about that. He what now? He he okay, he didn't kill someone, but he did rear end someone really bad and and put them in the hospital and I think paralyzed them and then they sued they sued him and they settled out of court for that one. But he was the guy from uh the government data remember did that too, and everyone just forgot about that. I can't wait to cut all this shit. We we really shouldn't. I really don't like taking off on these tangents. Where we're just like, here's a bunch of fucked up shit. You know. Well, Sully, oh, we, we can do it. Sully's an idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's just no other way to look at it. I don't care about his. I, I've said this about all these guys. I don't think their politics. I, I just. They're fucking idiots. They're just extremely dumb guys. I don't even think they feel strongly about, about things their shit i just think they're fucking stupid like aaron lewis believes what he's saying but i'll bet you he doesn't like like if if he really does like being famous then i mean the story about him and west borland is like the most annoying thing i've ever fucking heard of somebody doing when when they saw each other at the airport and and uh wes was getting on a flight to los angeles and uh 
you know, uh, uh, Aaron Lewis was getting on another flight and he said, where are you going um, to Wes? And Wes was like, I'm going home. And he was like, that's not your home. Your home's in Florida. And it's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> okay. Fuck. Well, my wife doing kids you, and Kirk. all my stuff's in L.A. So not this is your LA. home, Kirk. Your home is Chicago. Get out of here. I know that's and that's just such and I and you know Aaron Lewis got on that flight and was like man I told him that was man I, I oh, that yeah. was that shit hell well, yeah how do you think it got out you know I West Borland's a pretty fucking private guy you know you don't hear much from him unless he's until uh, very recently very, yeah oh, I knew unless it unless he's I revealing some really dark it. stuff about certain people you guys do it totally cutting that we're only one degree away from West Borland so I'm not even taking a chance of burning oh, that bridge cut that Oops. yeah. <clears throat> on that note i'd like to really truly well and totally thank our guys from the pod cast for being on this on all entire seriousness you guys opened a shitload of doors and had a huge impact on my life and everywhere that i've ended up which might sound a little silly but it's absolutely true i really don't think any of this would be possible without you guys doing what you've done absolutely not I don't think I would be a podcaster if I don't listen to Street Fight so much for so many years. And I don't oh, meet wow. most. Of, I don't meet most of the people I feel like that I met in those early days that supported me without your guys's Twitter accounts and your guys's podcast and whatnot. So yeah, I totally appreciate it. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. I think we uh, never thought of it like that. So, uh, or we never certainly never started it to be like. Yeah, we're gonna start a revolution or whatever. But yeah, no, it's very sweet of you but, guys to say. I mean, and we're and glad love we are. Yeah, we're glad we are. I mean, we're glad we're sort of in that position now. But no, I mean, I think, you know, the 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 mutual admiration society here uh, runs both ways. It's uh, yeah, it's been awesome what you've what you've all been doing for for the genre. And uh, yeah, I mean, here's to just more great success for for all of us, really. Fuck and yeah. meeting up at Sick New World and meeting up at Sick uh, New World. So yeah. there's an issue. I really hope that. I can make it. Uh, my daughter graduates that day. So uh, bring her. Don't. <laughs> oh yeah that would be <laughs> i would love to but she would not like that so that's an issue that oh I well i'll take fully, your ticket i'll take your ticket brian that i have not fully dealt with in my mind yet like have a sit I mean, down I, with her and be like honey i know it's your graduation no However, she said i could go she said you can go and oh, then she's i was so like mature. well i don't know about that uh but she did say <laughs> i want you here but you can go but i want you here so you know you're not going. I want to be here. You know, you're, you not yeah, like, yeah. you're not going. You're not going. I missed a lot of stuff when she was growing up. So is that what you said to her? You know, I missed a lot of stuff while you were growing up. I missed a lot of like talent shows and shit like that because I was gone. Oh, you missed stuff road. for her. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was out on I, I was out touring for a lot of her high school years. So like I did miss a lot of shit. So I really want to be at this thing. I'm I don't want to be one of those dads that's like fucking missed everything, you know, especially for <laughs> sick new world. I could see that yeah. not <laughs> aging so well. I could for see that not of, aging so well for system for a of, bunch a of bands. I yeah. saw seven dust for and a bunch of bands. I saw in their primes. So it's okay. I didn't mean to bring it all down like that. Jeez. <laughs> no, it's I'm, nice. I'm a, I'm a tired guy, boys. It's nice. We all okay. are. Except Z. Z's 23. He's actually. But you're Z's 20. Z's 24 with a grown ass man job. He's a manager. Can I say you're a manager? Damn. Yeah. All right. Manager. This man's a manager. Every fucking night, I'm like, what's I'm like, guys, are we doing an episode tonight? What the fuck? Check in. Why is nobody checked in on Discord? Are we doing an episode tonight? They're all out doing real life stuff. 
we all got union jobs except Kirk. Yeah, they're like, they're like, we can't all be unemployed. <laughs> new metal great, union, though. new metal union. It's got to start somewhere. The new yeah, metal union made that sticker, didn't I? Was that a, was that, I, I know you asked me, Kirk, who made that sticker. The new metal anti fascist oh. thing. Do you that's know who a, made that? Do you know? I did. Image. I feel like I messaged you about that. Do you know who made that? I have a bunch of them, but uh, I might have a bunch of them. I I have to. It, it's kind of a loaded thing right now, but I have to go to the office and clean it out, and uh, I don't really want to do it. So <laughs> I should just post it. I bet they'll thing, come around. I bet they'll just but, come around. Yeah, I mean, I would let them. I'd let them evict us. I don't fucking care. I don't want to deal with it. But um, now that's a good note to end it on. And in yeah, the spirit of Brian getting evicted from his house or office, office office this would be I a pay my way. rent at my house but there's an office across town with a bunch of shit in it that i don't want so you know it's that thing where like if, storage a lot of people do it with storage right you put stuff in storage and then you realize that it's you don't care about it anymore and you're just like couldn't i just leave it in storage and have them do like a storage wars with it or something <laughs> Today on that Storage weird Wars. Old guy with the fingerless gloves. Like, oh, that's a nice find right there. Yeah. That's me actually currently wearing the fingerless gloves out every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's well, chilly. It's winter time. Us. Thanks for having us and being sweet. And Cran, I see you all the time. So uh uh it's good to meet you. I've already yeah, I'm you. I'm your ace reply guy. I'm up there. Top five for sure. Yeah, Cran yeah. do be replying to he, but he, I, I it's good to meet everybody though. <laughs> For, it's for been real. fantastic it's, to talk to you and John too. This yeah, has been amazing. It's been kind of yeah. surreal actually because I've been listening to you guys for so long that you're on my show now. <laughs> I did yeah. that the first the first time they had me on their show. I was starstruck. Actually, in the first two times I was on their show, I was just like, I was like, oh my god, it's John and Brian. <laughs> like I'm just like a fanboy, but like I've heard every episode of Block Party, so like, oh it's wow. weird with you being me on too. my show. I don't know how to describe it. It's just a bizarre. That is thing. what that is what Z would always tell me is I'd be like I'd be like yeah they're the POD cast guys. I'd be like bro bro. Do you not know about blocked party? How do you not know about fucking blocked parties? Right, go uh, blocked look, I mean, I've had I had Tony Hawk on block party, so I understand what I'm it's like crazy. to uh, and me and Tony Hawk are basically the same level of famous. So, um, but yeah, no, I definitely know what it's like to be on. And and again, I'm not comparing myself to Tony Hawk in any way, but I just I do know that feeling of being on your own show and trying not to be like. Oh my God! Yeah. You so much. You're the best, and you're so nice. Why are you so nice? Keeps happening to us. I'd, well, with you two, it's just intimidating. It's like, how do I get to that level of banter? And you can't do it. <laughs> I think at some point you just have to accept you'll never be at that level of of ace banter. We're so. completely different people. It makes that's it why very yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly <laughs> completely different people who have somehow like a similar worldview. Uh, and we like each other. So that's, that kind of makes that's, up for that's, that's the strength issues. of our podcast is we have that perfect spectrum. Like I'm on one end of it and Wolf's on the total other end. Like I'm, I'm yippy bullshit the whole fucking episode, annoying as shit. And Wolf will speak once or twice and everyone yeah. will listen. Everyone will just be like, yeah, man, that is true. Yeah, that he makes everyone else true. seem just stupid by comparison. Like I, I know, before, but he's the silent Bob of the show. Every time he comes up with like a paragraph, see, he couldn't even, he couldn't, he, he's he too embarrassed by this already. He's like, camera away. off. He's like, I'm fucking out of here. I'm out of here, guys. Out of I here. can't do it. The camera he's like, off. He brought back the Kevin Smith reference. Fuck the show. Ah, man. We love him, though. We do love him so much. So this has been Holiday Kirk for the New Metal Agenda. Just reminding you all, make sure to be listening to New Metal. Make sure to check out Block Party as a podcast make sure to check out pod as a podcast pod cast as a podcast 
and make sure to check out. Do I still say check out Street Fight Radio? That's no, you say check out uh, patreon.com slash murderxbrian and just murderxbrian on Twitter. I am going to be releasing the first free show next week. Uh, so the new feed and everything will be up next week of what I do, which I believe is called Guys, a podcast about guys. It is going to be a full podcast just about guys. Me just introducing about guys. people to different guys. First episode, me and Mike from YKS and Chris James talking about nasty old porno guys. Oh, oh man. yeah. Oh, We'd God. love to hear about you breaking. <laughs> I cannot wait for this. I'm real excited. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to read reviews of swingers clubs and uh, hedonism too, and stuff like that. So I hope everyone no, guess Peter North finds us and uh, we will, it'll be fun. It's going to be, it's going to be a ride, but no uh, better yeah, place to leave it next week. No better place yeah. to leave it. I'm holiday Kirk. Peace.